Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you? You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Thanks for listening. Lynn, how was your week, and how's everything going? My week was quite full, um, but going well. And um, I had a wonderful opportunity on Sunday. I had one of my dear friends with me, unexpectedly, for the weekend. My friend Joan Glover. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a request on I guess it was Facebook um, or one of the LinkedIn from my former college roommate who I haven't talked to in probably 30 some years. And she um, sent me a message and said, um, you know, let's have a little chat. So when Joan was there, we all went to school, same place, same time. We made a phone call on Sunday afternoon and talked to my roommate, Lynn Fister, for an hour. And it was wonderful. So to it was Lynn and Lynn roommates? Yeah. She spells she her name with, with an, an e. e. Okay. That's how we got the well, difference. Well, that's a good thing. It was wonderful to talk to her. I really enjoyed that opportunity, and it was just a lot of fun. So caught up on what's going on in her life and, and my life, and it was really pretty wonderful. Well, that's good. Yeah. Joan it, is feeling okay. Yes. Her. Um, mom. Yeah. Oh, God love her. Yep. Well, that's good to be together. And it's a good place to be up at that lake. Was yes. Patrick Gay there too? Of course he was. And oh, we God. actually, because Joan was there, um, made arrangements to take the boat out one week earlier. So it was an absolutely beautiful Sunday up there. It was about 70, no, in the 80s. So we got into the boat. Patrick and I drove the boat to the marina, and Joan drove down there and met us. And we came back and said goodbye to the boat for the season. That's it. Were there any spiders? When Th- there were plenty there? of them. And I thought you know, <laughs> there were not. Oh, there were none. Jeez, maybe either maybe that or they were hiding. Hot. Yeah, they're saying she's putting us away <laughs> for the week, for months for the and winter. months, never to be seen. Yeah. So. So, okay, so that means it's gone now. It's, it's in, gone. It's in. It's in its resting place well, for a couple months. I'm assuming it is. We just we docked it and tied it up, and they have to go down and untie it and bring it up on the trailers and winterize it, and yeah. then they put it into a monster warehouse mm-hmm. somewhere, and yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Good. So that was a really interesting conclusion to the week. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that at all, but it was nice. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. It was good. 
What ran- happens usually? <clears throat> oh, usually we go up on a take, Saturday. No, no, but you have to take the car over, leave it, then come back, get in the boat, and then go. Right? Well, I can't. I have to have another driver. That's what I'm saying. You, What do you guys usually drop your car? Both of you go, you and Pat. No, one of the boys? Okay. Yes, but they weren't there. And okay. so, I, since I had a driver, I said, let's just do it this weekend. So I called the marina, and I asked them if it would be a problem, and they said, no, bring it over. Okay. So well, that's good. That's fine. So it's, it's you know, one of those, it's a two-sided thing. It's, it's sad to say it's the end of the season, and you know you're never going to be out on the lake again for eight or nine months. Um, but on the other hand, it's very... A great sense of relief to have it out of the water because what we've noticed in previous years, like we've seen what's going on right now, a lot of the hurricanes come up and they hit this area with mostly high winds and rain. We don't generally get the the brunt of the storm, but those winds can destroy the boat and that happens September and October. So I'm glad that it's out. I don't even have to think about that anymore. It's gone. And let it let it do what it's going to do with Mother Nature. I don't really care. Because mm-hmm, the boat's gone. The, the boat's, boat's gone. gone. But yeah. there were only about, um, in our marina, there were only about five or six boats left that hadn't been removed mm-hmm. from their slips. And most people, it's almost a ritual. The week after Labor Day, Everybody takes their boats out of the water. Yeah, I think, I was talking about that to a friend of mine who has a boat and they go up every single weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, that gets to be, I'm sure that's a grind after a while. You know, just doing that and making sure you have what you need. They don't have a house, they just have the boat. So you have, that's a grind. It really is. It is tough. I mean, going to your house is a different story, but... Um, but people love it. They love I know. It. And it's a beautiful lake to, to have a boat. So There are a lot of people that come up from New Jersey and Philadelphia who do that for the day. They just come up and they have the boat on a trailer. Mm-hmm. They I know. go to a public go in, launch. Launch. And, and they're they out go. on the boat all, all day. day I know. And they have their barbecue uh-huh. grills on the boat. It's a whole... People love it. It's I a know. good thing. That's it's a lifestyle. It's, well, it's a lot cheaper than having a house. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, really, it's they're great. Yeah. And I love to see boats. I do. I don't like what's in them. But I well, like you know, boats. a lot of this past weekend were people with sailboats. I because they're so beautiful. They were beautiful. And I'm and sure a they, lot of the crazies weren't there, you know, driving, driving high miles speeds. An hour. Yeah. So it was just very peaceful. And Is there a limit on, on how fast you can go on that lake? No, it's more a limit of how Think fast the boat your is? engine can and how push. And how about a boat? Can you have any size boat? Yes. Any? That, any size. That's the problem. Wow. Because a lot of those boats that are nuts on the lake mm-hmm. are really ocean-going vessels. Yeah. And they're very long, and they really are not appropriate for a lake like that. So right. I don't understand why it's allowed to do that. Because you have people that are in rowboats. Some people are in canoes. And then you got these monster things going on. So that is absolutely insane. And I'm so surprised that we have not yet had any that I know of any deaths on the lake (laughs) and I say that because usually it's one or two every single year I love it craziness I'm just saying I don't mean I love that we just got a lovely treat from Miss Ripper I love it I I love it oh my gosh how wonderful um well 
So, Lynn, did you do you have any um, uh, considerate or any thought on this NFL stuff, or you don't even want to go there? I don't want to go there. All right. I just it, to me, it's just insane. I just think of all of what's going on in the world and how much time and energy we have spent on that issue, which. The more we talk about it, the more it becomes an issue. I just wish it would go away yeah. and let's get past it and just ignore it. I'm just so tired of this question. I can't stand it. Well, it's it's very divisive. Ugh. No matter who you talk to, you get that push and pull, you know, Ugh. which is part of any debate. But it's just craziness. Yeah. Um, so I was at Russell's last night. Oh, you were? Mm -hmm. I was. How did that happen? That was during the middle of the week. <laughs> I know, but we I made it I made a date earlier in the week with um the Palumbo boys, Joe and John and uh -huh. Jim, and the three of us met Meyer and I at, met them and we had a lovely dinner in our little nook. Mm -hmm. There was still music outside. Stephen Murphy and Michelle Conaboy were singing, and Stephen was playing the piano. And it was a beautiful night. Mm -hmm. But we were in, in we were inside. We didn't okay. sit out there. But it was nice, very nice. It was, it was a warm one of those. Of course, the last warm night. Um, yep. I, I guess next week is going to be kind of warm too. Just once you get mm -hmm. past the weekend, it's supposed to be in the seventies. Oh, it's so all right. That's nice. That's I love it for me. Love it, love it. Yeah. And then Sunday night, we had the great event at the Scranton Jazz Festival, mm -hmm. the Jump, Jive, and Jazz, and it was fabulous. Bob Doro is unbelievable. 92 years old, still going, still strong. It, it was a great uh, lineup. They had Mark Woodyatt's group first, and then a, a beautiful jazz singer by the name of Michelle Oram, then Bob DeRoe and Schoolhouse Rock, and then the Upper Valley Wind um, winds with Pat Marcinko and and um, Tony Vergnetti did vocals, and it was fabulous. It was a great, it was packed, it was a great night. Um, so hats off to the Cultural Center and Maria Santamaro who uh, put it all together. It was great. It really was. We had a lot of good times. Good music and great day. Mm -hmm. Great night all the way around. Mm -hmm. You missed it this year. Well, I did, but, you know, the boat came out. I so know. <laughs> just have to, you have to choose. I know, but it was good. It was good. Um, so um, a couple things. I wanted to do some shout outs. I called your buddy, Dan, at the Brighter Window Cleaning. Uh -huh. He wants me to say hi to you. Oh, I love him. Tells me that you're a wonderful lady. <gasps> and uh -huh. I said, okay, great. So he came up last stop. week. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> and he boy. really enjoyed um, spending time, not spending time with you, but taking care of your windows. Yes. And I said, that's great. That's why I called him, because I remembered you gave me that name. Uh-huh. And he was great. Yeah, he really he's, was. He's a doll. A, a young kid job. working really hard. I mean, he does my windows, my power washing. He does my, what he can. Um, he doesn't really do the awnings, but the stuff goes down on them, and they get clean for some, and some reason, and yeah. gutters. Yeah. And he works really hard. Mm-hmm. I love him. Mm -hmm. So good. Well, he did a good job, or you yes. didn't, he didn't go up? Okay. Yes, great. he did. See, it's great. There you go. It always works. Yeah, it's, it was... Um, it was a surprise to me when I actually met him because he came there. Um, we had set it all up. I wasn't physically there, so he came in with his buddy, mm -hmm. Dave, and they did the inside and the outside of all the windows, yep. and they power washed the whole side uh -huh. of the house. And it just was amazing. Yeah. It's just 
a, a fabulous job. I and love I him. really, really, I would recommend him highly. You know so. who, how I met him? How? I was going into Dunkin' Donuts for my iced tea one day, and yeah. he was doing their windows and oh. on Bernie, honest to God, Is on um, Davis Street. And I said, honey, do you do residential? He said, oh, yeah. And he gave me his card, and he was just so kind. So he's been, I've been using him for about three years, and I love him. That's He's fabulous. They're very careful. They're clean. Everything they clean up after themselves. They're great, mm -hmm. and he'll do anything for you. He's great. Young guy with the family, and he's working real hard. Yeah. So he, he was like he's very proud of the fact that he owns a business oh, and yeah. he's doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's brighter, brighter window cleaning. Yeah, it's very good. Um, who else? Well, let me see. There's something else here I wanted to. Um, say shout out to somebody who I met the other day with his wife. Um, let me see if I put, I didn't put it in. Kent Wessling. The guy yes, who used I to know be, Kent and Debbie. Yes. Yeah. Um, they both said to say hi to you. Oh, as well. I love them. They're great people. Um, they, uh, that was a very interesting uh, conversation I had with them because I knew uh, that I recognized his name, but yeah. I couldn't, I, I thought he was in broadcasting uh -huh. somewhere. So he was telling me the story that he's been here since the 1980s, yep. been on television, radio, and he and now produces. writers and stuff, yes, wasn't he? he yeah. Yes, he did the first season of that, I think. Uh -huh. And he also said that um, he is now producing the the Volpe oh, uh, thing on Sunday mornings, For, I believe it oh, is. Yeah, on Fox. Yes. Yep. Oh, great. so he's okay. doing that too. Yeah, so he's a he great guy. Want to do a shout out to him and say, you know, yay, we we mentioned your name oh, and he's we're wonderful. very happy. And I love Debbie too. They're great people. Yeah, really mm -hmm. nice. So um, I have a story. So we'll just uh, go on with the story here and then take us to our first break. Celeste is a physician who chose to move into the academic world and teach medical students the ins and outs of primary medicine. Her own life was a personal trip through the world of cancer medicine and the insurance complex. She felt she owed it to her students to learn from a real-life experience how the patient feels as well as how the medical systems work. In spite of all this, she was able to continue to manage her own medical practice and see her patients for the majority of her cancer treatments. In that time, she was a participant in the 401k plan of her practice and was able to put some funds away for retirement. As she said, the money she spent on her out-of-pocket medical care kept her alive. She has no regrets at all for the money she spent on that time of her life. Now that she's five years away from a mandatory retirement from her medical practice and can continue to teach, she wonders if she'd be able to do so financially. When I met with her, she was reasonably certain she'd be able to do both, but had some reservations as to the quality of the life she would have from a financial perspective. Could she maintain her current lifestyle, or would she have to cut back on much of it? Would she be able to keep her home, which was a haven to her, and would be hard for her to sell? Should she look for employment elsewhere and take a look at places she's always wanted to live other than where she was now? Too many questions and not enough answers from the people she had always trusted with her finances. Her accountant told her she she had a good pot of money to retire, but she did not understand what that meant. 
by whose standards was this a good pot? She had no one she trusted in the 401k plan because that was just done automatically. And she didn't feel comfortable speaking to someone on a toll-free line. So we started a conversation on what she really wanted to do with her life, not just for the next few years, but for the next 10 plus years. I shared with her the probability that no one could possibly give her any assurance that any planning beyond the next three to five years would happen as planned. We looked for reasonable probability that she would not outlive her resources, but beyond that, it was foolish to believe differently. Upon reflection, Celeste determined she really loved the home she had, and with a certain amount of travel, travel mostly low cost, she would be satisfied to remain where she was. She loved the faculty she worked with and was content with the proximity of her neighborhood to cultural events and adult education courses. With some negotiation, she could take longer periods of time off and explore the world as she wanted. Given that information, we devised a plan which would pay off the remainder of her small mortgage, have her work part-time at the college, and take generous distributions from her 401k plan for the next five years for travel and then pull back to allow the funds to grow some. She thought that was a splendid arrangement and felt much lighter than when she started this retirement project. The end. And we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden. I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is, fundraise, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we have uh, three uh, Raven haired beauties in the room Whoa, with us today. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, Next up, though, you're a former, and I have never been a raven. I sit to so every time I get my hair highlighted, I go, am I a brunette now? <laughs> okay, so um, we have with us Maggie Kelvin. Hi, Meg. Hi, girls. Maggie is the owner and the uh, chocolate creator uh, at uh, Nibbles and Bits on Sanderson Avenue, which is one of our favorite places to go. Thank Maggie you. is um, here because she wants to talk, we'll talk a little bit about nipples and bits, but she, the Green Ridge Fall Festival, which is happening next Saturday, October 7th from 10 to 4 on Green Ridge Corners, right, with all yep. of the merchants that, ha- do you have an association, Meg? Or do we you just- do. We have the Green Ridge Business Association, which was actually established in 1975. Oh. And it had some ups and downs, but we brought it back to life last year. Okay. And we have roughly close to almost 50 actual brick and mortars that are part of our association wow, now. Well done. Um, so the you know small business is not dead. You know, not it's, at it's all. up and coming. And in Greenridge, you have something for everyone. We have even a funeral home. You I have a baker. <laughs> we have so restaurants. Yeah. We have the salon. I mean, we have a karate guy. You name it, we pretty yeah. much have it in Greenridge. Yeah. And uh, we it, it, that place is it, it's it, it is kind of a little booming area from. Uh, I like which, to think we're our own city. It really yeah. seems <laughs> like that, especially because you know, Lynn, we go to Gannon's a lot. Mm-hmm. We love yes. their their way. Grilled chicken, their wings, their mm-hmm. buffalo chicken salad, their cheeseburgers are great. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Brunettis across the street oh. who are big fans of, just so you know, of our show. Mrs. Brunetti listens all the time, so oh, I have to give a big shout-out to her. And to um, to Mike, he is... 60 years in business. Well, the Brunettis, Brunettis right? Yeah. 
and, and the Gannons are there. He was one of the youngest mm-hmm. guys to start that business. He is a wonderful guy. We see him, Mike Short, and we see him up at... Um, Russell's a lot when we're there on Friday. Mm -hmm. We love him. But that whole area, and then you have Michelle from Curiosity Curiosity Shop, who's wonderful. Megner's on the corner. Oh, he's a doll. And then Carol Cavallotti, another friend of ours, is around the corner. And then we have the across the street, the Cup of Cake, the um, Jackie and... her mom are there, and for what D D and um, Joanne and and not Maggie. I said Maggie. Ja- I know I said Jackie. That's right. Yeah, Jackie's right. So and then she has a partner. I'm not sure of her name. A business partner. It doesn't. This is Cosgrove. Okay. <laughs> so those are the ones I know. And then you have Sanderson, and you have that Linda Kay's. Right. Linda Kay's. We have Boulevard Diner. Boulevard Diner. Um, that's right. Lots of different salons. We have Mendocino's. Mendocino. And I love Changes consignment She's, shop. Really, mm-hmm. really nice high end stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, we have an aquarium. I mean, exactly. Again, something exactly. for everybody. So what <laughs> happens? What can you expect? What do you guys do that day for Fall Fest? So this is our second annual Fall Fest. So it's our second time doing it. Last year, we um, blocked off a, a few blocks. We had a bunch of local artisans from local bakers to crafters to girls that, you know, weaved awesome scarves, things like that, candles and soap and everything kind of in between. We lined the streets. We had pony rides for the kids. Uh-huh. I mean, we had fall games as well. We had a bounce house and a face painter. So this year, we amped it up. Um, we worked really hands and uh, hands on with uh, the Scranton Police Department as well as the city of Scranton. They were really about this because, again, we're, you know, bringing the community together again. So with their help, we were able to um, block off not only Sanderson Avenue three blocks, but actually Green Ridge Corner. So East Market as well, from Curiosity Shop all the way down to Pop, it will be as blocked off as well, including the intersection. So this time we are bringing in the Scranton High School cheerleaders and the band uh-huh. to open up the Fall Fest in the city of Scranton. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing band, the Sabra- uh, Sparaza Band, which is actually, he's from Pittston. Um, and then we have bagpipers. We have I, the, the dancers from the Lynn McDonald School of Dance will be there performing. We have karate demonstrations. We're going to also line the streets with roughly about 50 or more um, local vendors, again, lining the streets. We're bringing in carnival food, candy apples, you know, kettle corn. Um, we even have, wow. and the, the best part is with Greenridge, too. When people think Greenridge, you think Greenridge Street or Greenridge Corners. Greenridge is actually pretty vast. So our buddies over at Andy Gavin's, you know, uh-huh. he's actually Greenridge. Yeah. He's yes. coming on board. Mm-hmm. Greenridge clubs, Zumos, you know, Mission Yoga. They're all part of it. Nada's, you know, they're all part of the Greenridge community. So we brought in, everybody will be there with their tables. And it's kind of a fun event. And like I said, the bounce house, the face painting, that is all free to the kids. Um, again, the activities that we'll have, like I'm, for example, at Nibbles and Bits, we're going to do pumpkin bowling. And <laughs> it'll be cute, right? Pumpkin bowling. You have the haystacks, oh, the little, the great. huge oversized pins. Kids love it. And all money raised for that is going back to the association so that we're able to do more fun events like this, you know, mm-hmm. involved, you know, the Fall Fest, Christmas tree, horseback ride, you know, that kind of stuff like that. Like our last year, we did um, Christmas tree lighting, and we actually were able to get a really neat horse-drawn carriage mm-hmm. and went all through Greenwich to look at the lights. And we were able to, to do that from money that we raised as an association. So we want to still be able to do things like that. And again, you know, small business, we're no, we're no one without the community. You know, they're part of our story and we're part of their story and it's a really neat feeling when you have people come in and say you're a tradition for us mm-hmm. you know at Christmas or Easter or whatnot and they don't understand they're my tradition too you're my community it's you're part of my story so I'm you're really excited a, you're a tradition for us
us. Yeah, hello. We talking. love it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, talk a little bit, Maggie. I know you were um, very young. You are young, but you when you started, how many years do you own Nibbles and Bits Eight now? Eight years. God. Oh, Eight my years. God. Okay, so you were way young then, and you decided to buy it when it was in Dunmore, right? Yes, right it was on the in Dunmore. Of, what's that um, street? South Blakely uh, and East Grove and Street. You're right there on the corner in that little cute little place. It's a cute and little then you moved, you moved one other place. I moved to the hill section. Right. Um, we kind of outgrew the Dunmore location, so we went up to the hill section. It was beautiful up there. It was a really neat building um, right across the street from Mansour's Market. Right. Amazing sandwiches and soups. Yeah, we love Mansour's. And I love the chef, so she's a sweetheart, and um, they're a great group there. But um, we were there for a while. We had a kind of a not-so-nice fire that forced us I to know. kind of move. Um, so then we moved down to Green Ridge, which um, at the time, whenever you go through something rough, everyone keeps telling you there's a reason, it's going to be a blessing, and at the time, it's hard to see that. But once I got to Green Ridge, I realized, I really you did, meant to be this there, was yeah. supposed to be where I was supposed to be, and this is my forever home. So. Oh, that, and it's such a cute little Victorian property. I love how it looks. And then you go inside. It's sort of like it makes you think like you love looking at this style, this Victorian little, because it used to be a, like a Montessori yes. school, right? Yes, so school. You, you kind of have that feeling anyway. And then you walk in and then you're surrounded by chocolate and wonderful. Like it's almost like walking into Willy Wonka's factory. Aww. You know, you're you really, I mean, for, what's the second best place, I say, because you walk in. I mean, I could start singing some Willy Wonka songs. Instead, no, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Instead, I'll just say I'm Veruca. But, um, <laughs> I just think that because I was in there last night, I had to go in because Maggie generously helped me with um, Hospice of the Sacred Hearts Walk. And then we, we of course, you have to get what you have to get. Maggie's oh. like, we have fresh Buckeyes. They just made them. Oh. So, I mean, <laughs> how do you come up with these ideas, Mag? Not to give your creative away, but oh, like, okay. how did you how did you decide some of these things? Well, it started with, um, so when I first started getting into chocolate was our bestseller in our, our gourmet gift basket so it kind of made sense and I dabbled in it so I went down to a little town of Lidditz, Pennsylvania mm, great little so place pretty. for Outside of Lancaster, bed and breakfast right? yeah, yeah it's, it's an amazing little town and one of the the founding chocolate companies is actually down there Cargill Company Cocoa Company which they premiere is called Peter's Chocolates who we love to use it's an amazing company um, and they actually teach classes so I went down there to see if I would be good at it and I was pretty good at it mm -hmm. my teachers are you sure you never went to culinary school I'm like no but I wish I kind of did uh -huh. <laughs> I loved it though I absolutely did and um, I was good at it so I, I took several months worth of courses down there and became a certified chocolatier there is such a thing um, it's kind of neat I have it in my office I in a cute it. little frame you know <laughs> pretty proud um, but I came back and we came up with um, we started slow that was the biggest thing we wanted to start out slow you know dipping hand dipping everything is what we do so we hand dip some pretzels to start with Oreos nothing crazy and then I started getting a little you know creative so we entered in with our caramel it's awesome oh. I'm not gonna lie it's gooey it's creamy it's not stringy it's not liquidy it's That's just buttery fabulous. and I think you can tell when you taste it that it took me an hour and a half to make that caramel. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, you can actually... It's incredible. It really is. It's so good. And that's, that's spoken from the other um, confectioner of the year over there, Miss Kathy uh, Reppert, who's here for up next. And Kathy knows of doing cakes and building all those things using sugar oh, to Oh, I'm honored. Up. I got a uh, yeah. fan of hers. Oh, and when I ran into her, she's like, yeah. I love you. I'm like, you love us? Like, See? I love you. Like, <laughs> I'm in awe of her work. I can't even imagine. Fan I love family. Yeah. <laughs> It's all, it's the Mutual Admiration Society here. So tell me about, uh, tell everybody what's in, and I just said this tour yesterday, Maggie, tell everybody what's in your Nibbles and Bits Ooh, bar. Oh, the Nibbles and Bits bar. It's pretty much everything that's in the kitchen sink. Yes. Um, so it starts out with our gooey caramel again, and then we do 
honey roasted peanuts and lightly salted pretzels. Then we do a nice, so we let that set, and then we do a nice layer of a chocolate peanut butter ganache. Let that set. Then we dip that bad boy in chocolate. Again, hand dip everything. And a little bit of um, organic, like an organic sea salt. And then you slice them, and they're now in quarter pound spars, and you slice them. I've had people bite them right in oh, front of me. Uh, yeah. I mean, there is no right or wrong way to eat it. It's well, you, you know, eat it. It's you know good. how Lynn and I give, we call you, I mean, well, for, Christmas, I'm for yep. Christmas, I'm for everybody there, but Lynn and I for Christmas, mm -hmm. and so Kathy, be prepared this year. But um, we do, the, we do, uh, we give our sponsors um, Maggie stuff, and uh, some, I don't know who it was, I'm trying to remember who called me, and they said, oh my God, what was the bar? I said, what bar? Because I, and they said, oh my God, I bit into it, it's unbelievable. What is it? I said, I have no clue, it's big, it's it's like rectangular. I go, I have no idea what it is. Was so I call, I said, Maggie, what is in there that's, she said, oh, that's the nipples. My secret weapon. Bar. That is people, everybody who has that says, oh my God. I do like it. Like if I'm trying to make a friend, I bring the you bar. You bring that there. I actually brought you guys one, even though you're my friends already. But we now make it in dark chocolate and I actually prefer it in the dark chocolate. Why? Because it's because so, it's so like wonderful. A lot going on. So it's, it's a very sweet concoction that's inside. So when you bring the dark chocolate, that little bit of that bitterness, that yes. acid, can't talk now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's all right. The acid, you know, like that little bit of oomph, you know, brings out and mellows out the sweetness. So it makes for, I don't know, just taste it. Take a bite right but now. Like they're just, but I just mean even just the size, like out. what they have is that it, it, when you look at things like the, the Buckeyes and the, and the, the, the um, anything that you have in there, the, the pretzels and the, the bark, which, and I tell that story, Meg, because that's kind of neat that you only made it at Christmas and what happened that you decided to do it all season? It blew up. Yeah. Because of this girlfriend right here. Yeah. I mean, it did though. You definitely, I mean, it's delicious. So it's a raspberry nuts uh, bark. So it's dried craisins and raspberries. And then we have like a little bit of um, some white chocolate flakes in there and cashews and almonds. And then it's just in the milk chocolate. We also did it in the dark, but milk was the big thing. I yeah. mean, people went nuts for it. And, and she puts in these little bags and they're such nice bow. to get. And my Sean's Emma Connolly, who listens to us. Hi, Emma, because she listens all the time. <laughs> she and her mom absolutely love the chocolates and Thanks, love Emma. that bark. <laughs> love it. And so it, she ties it with cellophane with a little, and it's a pretty little, even if you're thinking of someone, you say, here, it, and now, they, and they used to make it at Christmas only, and now they make it year-round. Mm -hmm. And I said to Jess, she said, let me know, because I'm going to visit Sean. I said, I have to come in next week. And she said, call me ahead of time. I'll save you some. So just in case, because it goes. It does go. And we make everything fresh. So every time you ever come in our store and you eat a piece of chocolate, it was made within that week. Um, which I know it might sound kind of crazy, but I like the idea that it's, it's fresh. I mean, we taste a fresh Buckeye. Oh, my God. Oh my God the I mean, you can't. I, there's no other, you know, and they're still great a week later, but a fresh but made fresh, one. And that's oh, what I had because you said they just made them. Oh, my mm -hmm. God, last night I had Oh, they're one. trouble. Oh, my God. They the only are time trouble. they give up chocolate. <laughs> it's so true. So, Meg, tell everybody, you have one minute left. Tell sure. everybody how to greet you, what your address is, and then, again, the just the basic info about okay. Fall Fest. So again, you can reach us at Nibbles and Nibbles Bits. I'm sorry, Nibbles and Bits, and we're at www.nibblesbits.com. You can customize gourmet baskets or chocolates. You can come by our store at 1759 Sanderson Avenue in Greenridge, which is in Scranton, or give me a call at 570-344-1955. And also, we are participating along with other businesses for the Greenridge Fall Fest, which is next Saturday at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to have over 50 sidewalk vendors, 50 brick and mortars, lots of food, lots of activities. You know, bring the whole family. We have a free kids' corner. 
water, yay. Booze, chocolate, oh, food, go, pizza. Yay. All yeah, of that good it. stuff. So thank you. Well, good luck to you. Thank with you. It. I'm excited. Lots of fun. And thanks for joining thanks us. For and thanks for having for everything. Me. Thanks for everything, chocolate. All right. We'll be <laughs> yeah. right up with the lovely Miss Kathy Repper. She is the, what do, what do we say? Owner and cake artist. Artist. Cake, uh, extraordinaire artist. of mm, Truly Scrumptious. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have, as I mentioned before, Miss Kathy Reppert here with us talking a little bit about cakes and all that good stuff that go into it. Also joining Kathy is her beautiful daughter, Miss Caroline Reppert, who is a proud recent graduate of Hamilton College and uh, a smart beauty as most of the women in this room today, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. And I should I said most, but I really meant all. I was trying not to be including myself, but uh, what the hell? Um, no, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Well, thank so, you. Kathy, Good hi, morning. It's nice to have Caroline here. Oh, it's so nice to have her at home. Oh, <laughs> so, she's so oh, cute. great. She's so cute. <laughs> Adorable. So, Kath, we Lynn said, so what are you what's what's on your agenda for your conversation today? And and you said, Well, last time we talked about the planning that goes into the wedding and she and Kathy said, This time I think we'll talk about wedding cakes. <laughs> so it's perfect. So let's talk about the wedding cake. You have a busy weekend. Oh, I next do. Next weekend, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. It's it's all good. Well, I so, know it's, it's a terrific. Good thing. Um, and and I tend to do this. I always say bride and groom, but really it could be the bride and the bride, it could be the groom and the groom, or the bride and the groom. So yes. uh, I, all I, inclusive. I, yes. All inclusive. Yes. So um, I I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, when you're a bride and and you're trying to pick out a wedding cake the best way to go about it. It doesn't have to be with me. It can be with any wedding cake vendor. So um, I I put a few things down, and I think the last time I was here, we touched a lot about budget because Mm -hmm. your budget will determine a lot which way you can go. Um, And many venues in this area include the wedding cake um, and uh, in their package. Mm -hmm. So if you do go that way, you don't have much choice. Um, because they basically order the cake for you. If you can go outside of a package and <clears throat> order something on your own, we're the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say um, when when you call or when you do your homework, you, you really need to just figure out what is the best way to go for you. Um, so maybe um, there's a, a cake person out there that does one particular style. And uh, I know with Truly Scrumptious, we do a myriad of different styles of cakes. Um, it's not just one one type of cake. We can do square, round. Um, Oval. Oval, yeah. <laughs> just like mm-hmm. Anne Cadden Ann 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 Ann. Ann. Yeah. Her Hers birthday cake. Was oval, and it was beautiful. <laughs> with the nurse's cap on the top. Oh, oh my nice. gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, nice. I'll just show you a picture. Um, so, so do your homework first before you get on the phone and just figure out if it's, if it's a good fit because sometimes it's not. Kathy, I have to tell you, I really like that oval. I mean, I love round, but that oval gave it a whole different, like, I don't think I've ever, if I did, I didn't 
didn't pay attention to. I, it was really so classy looking. Yeah. It's a different. It's a, a different shape. So yes. it was just a neat look altogether. Do people ever go for oval? They no, mo- they don't. And they we don't. Certain- and you you have the pans. We have so the pans. Yeah. So we can do a four tier oval cake if you want to. Yeah, it's beautiful. But now, and- how does that cut? Cool in a neat it, way. Yeah, it's, it's that's really what I cool. like about it. It's a little bit different than the way you would cut a, a normal cake. Yeah. So, and you can cut the cake the same way because some people don't do those traditional like cake cutter. They'll they'll do it from the edge and go lengthways and then cut it in the middle. Right. And that's sort of what we did with the mm-hmm. um, with the oval. But it looks so pretty. It just looks it, even when it's cut into. It throws up. It, it changes the whole, obviously, the shape of it, and it just looked really cool. Because well, how many layers did you have? Four in that? I think Three so. Three or four at least. And, and we don't offer sheet cakes, so this is our alternative yeah. to a sheet cake. Mm-hmm. And and when it's stacked, it's really beautiful. Well, it's it was stunning. It, it's uh, it's something unique, and mm-hmm. that's that's what we're known for is doing yeah. things that are different. Um, so um, make sure that um, back to this. Have your budget ready and make sure that they're fully licensed commercial. And I'm sure Maggie can appreciate that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before you uh, make a call. Because I think on one of the shows we talked about one of the one of the vendors in the area um, called me and said, when you're on the radio, please mention this, that it was that cake that collapsed at the wedding and the person that made the cake wasn't licensed. And it was terrible. Um, So that's really important uh, is to make sure that that they're fully licensed. Um, Also, um, make sure that the cake person has a contract. Um, A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't offer a contract. Um, The first two pages of our contract are all the legalese. Mm -hmm. And then the last page is where I do... um, Break it down. Yeah, I fill in all the details Mm -hmm. and a sketch and um, place time, that sort of thing. So that is so important. And it, um, it protects everyone. Kathy, if you're, say it's a time of the year, August, mm-hmm. humid, do you stay away from certain kinds of, of cakes because you know they won't hold up as well? It has nothing to do with anything yes, other than the absolutely. climate, getting it from the A to B. Yes. Place point we A do. to point B. Okay. And there are some uh, some ven- venues that I won't deliver a cake in the middle of the summer um, yeah. because there's no air conditioning. And, and our, uh, the Truly Scrumptious Cake it's very fragile um, mm-hmm. um, we it's all made from scratch um, the fillings aren't going to hold up in 90 95 right. degree weather right the buttercream won't hold up so I'm very careful about where where I deliver okay um, I thought so because that's tricky yeah mm-hmm. um, so that has to limit then whatever the bride and groom want for the cake if it's an outdoor wedding and it's at a place where you know they have no air conditioning right what do you say to them well, you tell it's, them? Something else, it's interesting right? this is this is kind of a uh, a story that I had this uh, wedding season this bride called me a couple of years ago and said this is when I'm getting married and I want you to do the cake and it's outside and I said I can't do it she came back to me six about six months later and said 
my parents installed. <laughs> it's going to be at her parents' home, and oh, it was beautiful. It's in the back mountain, and her parents uh, took their garage and installed air conditioning, and so so they could do it. So they kept the cake wow. um, in this garage, and the way that it was decorated, and it, it kind of flowed from the patio into the garage. So that's where they set up all the the food and then you went under the tent outside of the garage to uh for for um to uh, the reception yeah, yeah to sit down okay. and eat. i love it so um, so you were able to do yeah, it. so i was able to do yeah. it that was one because very that, expensive because really cake. think about it though that <laughs> yeah. that goes back to what you're saying the reflection on the what whoever the cake um artist would be i mean think about that it gets high it's it's darn hot and humid and right. that could really be a disaster i know because my cake when i was i when i first was my, the, my marriage um i should have realized when the cake started to fall, <laughs> she said, okay maybe this isn't gonna work but the, literally, literally it started honest to god it looked like the leaning tower of peas it oh, was so, because there was cream in the middle okay. like a boston cream and it was a cherry nut cake and it was a buttercream basket weave and had applique daisies it was beautiful kathy for year, all those 30 some years ago it was gorgeous but it did start to oh, the, no. the, from the floor it was at the scranton country club so mm -hmm. it was well air conditioned right. but the bounce of the um you know the movement of the right. floor with the music and everything right. it starts we said they said i think you better cut that damn cake now so <laughs> we did i mean but it was you know you got to worry yeah laurie there were signs i know there were there signs, were signs. <laughs> I, know. I know all around <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what can you do? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so um, I guess another point is sometimes the brides come into the con and we do have tastings and consultations. And at the tasting, um, you call ahead and we schedule something and you pick three flavors of cake, three flavors of filling that you want to try. And we also provide... <clears throat> a taste of our rolled fondant as well as our buttercream. And uh, be prepared. So uh -huh. so many brides kind of waste the opportunity, and they're not ready. They don't know what they want. And sometimes it's okay to not know what you want, because I'll look at, okay, where where's the reception, the colors, uh, the theme that you have, mm -hmm. um, how many people you're having, um, likes and dislikes of, of the bride. And we can kind of bring it together and, and uh, come up with a design. Um, but you should know at at the very least whether you like round or square and or oval, uh, yeah, or oval. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wish basket weave would come back because I love I, basket weave. I used weave. to love and that. that was a beautiful. I'm telling you, it was cool. Um, so um, the colors and there have been some brides that didn't even have the date yet, didn't have the venue booked. Yeah. So I think at the very yeah. least you have to have the date mm -hmm. and and the venue um, because then we need to know as far as delivery um, how how to schedule the person that delivers the cakes. Mm -hmm. So um, all these different things that that come into. Uh, into play and um, I think if some people Kathy like you're talking about pricing and sometimes people really don't have any clue how much a cake that they're thinking of would be right. so that's okay too right you get it's oh, an absolutely. education that you yes. have to say here's what yes. we're looking at if this is what you want on the high end here's what we're looking right at. and I can so they get that right and I tell them different ways they can save money mm -hmm. if um you know, during the consultation, if they show me a picture and I say, oh, my gosh, that's a $10,000 cake. And 
<laughs> Clearly, uh, I, I don't think anyone is going to do a $10,000 cake. Um, um, but there are ways that you can save money. Yeah. So, um, you know, I try to work within their budget, and that's why it's so important that I know up front um, what, what their budget is so that we can kind of steer them in, in that direction in things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Because it is so such a focal point in your reception whether it's there and you're looking at it and the beauty of it in general but then the ceremonial part of it is it's just so important and then the 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 everlasting pictures you know i mean it has to be and it's the uh, first time that you're sharing something with your spouse right it's the cake that's Mm -hmm. the first moment of sharing Mm -hmm. um so it's so ceremonial it's so symbolic yeah, and it's a full tradition. I, I, I think, I, think I, I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. So. I just think some people, their idea of sharing the cake is not necessarily my idea. Of you mean sharing. when they smash it in their yeah. face? Oh, oh, that's I terrible. Like that. uh, I don't, that's awful. No, I, don't I don't know like when they do it. People spend, wait so much time to, take so much time to look beautiful, and, and then yeah. that's not a good idea. Just yeah. do it nicely. You know my line, be nice. <laughs> so, exactly. Kathy, if anyone needs to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, until May 26, 2018, yeah. I'm at 271 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Um, my phone number is 570-283-CAKE. And I'm also on, I have a website, www.eatcakefirst.com. I'm on Facebook, Truly Scrumptious in Kingston, Pennsylvania. And I'm on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. So, <laughs> and the best of the knot at weddings. There we go too. Yes, <laughs> love it, love it. Well done. All right, Kathy. Thanks once Thank again, you. and Caroline. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, we hope all of you have a wonderful weekend. Lynn, see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.